Welcome to Be More Super the Podcast. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. An action-packed podcast where we'll discuss all things entertainment. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner right now. So on this week's episode of Be More Super, the podcast, we've got a great treat. Uh, you've seen him in Alton Carbon, uh, Mad Men, um, Umbrella Academy, and coming up very, very soon next month in Midnight Mass is, of course, Matt Bidel. Matt, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, well, hey, thanks for having me, Brian. I appreciate it. It is a pleasure, and um, I'm so looking forward to the show. I really, really am. Um, literally, there is nothing being put out there about it except for a short description and a teaser trailer so before we uh, talk about this show i just want to find out why acting why from international law to acting <laughs> it, it's such a you know a massive gap um yeah i i mean i think it's a pretty common story i guess uh, at least i've heard a few people talk about it uh tell a similar story but uh in college um it was basically one of those things where I needed to take an elective uh, as part of my, my university experience, and I uh, took an acting class, and and, uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I took, what's funny is I took that, I, I took like an intro to acting class, I loved it, then I took it again, even though I didn't need to, um, mm. and and then that's when they kind of took notice, and they came, came up to me, and they said, what, uh, we noticed you took the same class twice, the act, people in the acting department. And they said, do, do you like this? And I said, yeah, I, I, I really do. It's a nice little break from my, you know, all my poli sci and all that stuff, and uh, which I really didn't care for, to be honest. But, uh, and then uh, they said, well, take, this, take the next class up, and why not? And I did. And uh, next thing you know, after that class, uh, like the head of the acting department cornered me one day in the hallway and was like, uh, we want you to audition for the program, uh, and we think you, sh you should do it. And I was like, uh, you know. So then it was all about just like talking to my parents and uh, I mean, I, I made the decision myself, but then it was like, yeah, yeah. I, how do I tell my parents this, this change, uh, which they actually were very supportive of. of and uh, I mean, I'd always been, I'd always loved movies and TV shows and all that stuff. And I always think I, I wanted to do it, but I just didn't quite know how I grew up in Portland, Oregon and, uh, mm. And yeah, there wasn't a ton of stuff. I didn't know any actors. I mean, both my parents, I guess, were in somewhat similar uh, line of work. They were both in sales, which is basically what I do, kind of uh, selling myself. But um, but yeah, they were both in sales and uh, very successful in that. And and I didn't have a lot of artists uh, in my life to kind of look up to and stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, but uh, I, I made the switch, and uh, I guess the rest the rest is history. But uh, I stayed in. I had to stay, stay in college uh, about an extra year. So yeah. And what was your biggest challenge? Um, you know, getting into the industry because it's not an easy line of work. I should imagine. Uh, I mean, what 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 was your biggest challenge? Um. Well, I I, I would say yeah. I mean, breaking in, uh, getting an agent, that kind of stuff. When you get to LA, I, I had gone to grad school down in San Diego at the the Old Globe. Um, it's a really great program and it's a two-year program and then once we got done i got done with that program they had a, a showcase in new york and in la 
and we did both. And um, I was already leaning towards LA because I'm a West Coast guy. <laughs> My uh, boys are screaming in the next room. Um, okay. I, I have a five-year-old and a 10-year-old and, and uh, it appears they're fighting over video games. Um, but awesome. uh, anyway, so I, I, uh, I went to the LA showcase. I got an agent out of that, and uh, and she kind of shepherded me into the into the industry and kind of got me going for my first probably five years. Um, I'm not with her anymore, but uh, yeah, she kind of took me under her wing, and I didn't have any real reel at all, which is something you need as well. Some, you know, I had done a few uh, like student films over the years, but it was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty awful, and uh, I kind of taped those things together. And back then, you know, and and it was really terrible. I, I, I don't even know where that is now, but I'm sure it's awful. And uh, but luckily, I, my, my third audition in LA, I, I lucked out and I got uh, a big show called CSI Miami and, and uh, got a guest star on that. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I thought immediately, I was like, oh, this is easy. And uh, little, little <laughs> did I know. I mean, obviously, a lot of actors um they sort of um you know they get uh, magnetized to la because that is the place to make it big um are the streets paved of gold and is it as as you know dream filled as pe people think la is for an actor um i <laughs> know <laughs> uh, and this this the streets are not paved with gold by by a stretch um but n no they it is uh it's it's a tough place it is and it is full of dreams which you but a lot of those dreams reside between your ears and and you have to keep those alive yourself um and it because there are a lot of tough times and you have mm -hmm. to kind of be resilient and patient and keep working towards it um it's funny i <laughs> I had a, I worked as a as a bellman for years and years, and uh, I, I worked in Hollywood at a hotel. And my image of, of Hollywood was always again like streets paved with gold, and uh, you got Tom Cruise on the corner, and you know it's uh, it was far from that, you know, and especially working in Hollywood, and uh, you realize pretty quick that uh, yeah, it can beat you down, L.A., but you have to have a mm. good group around you, and luckily I did. Mm. So, but I've got yeah. to say, it's got it's 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 got to be awesome to be a bellboy in LA, though. You must have seen <laughs> so many things and got so many stories to tell uh, when you've I had a did. few uh, drinks. I I <laughs> bet. <laughs> I yeah, that's a lot of uh, a lot of crazy uh, shit. I guess you mm. can swear on this. Mm. Yeah, yeah, of course. I you did. Can. You could do whatever you want. <laughs> okay. um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I saw a lot of stuff for sure. Um, yeah, definitely. C uh, celebrities and uh, just crazy, crazy Hollywood party people over the mm. years. So, uh, yeah. And it was funny. So my in uh, the first t 10 years here in L.A., that's I would uh, even if I worked on a show like Mad Men or, you know, something that was really great, uh, you know, I'd always come back to my hotel job. So it keeps you real humble. And uh, yeah, you don't—you definitely don't get a big head, which is also important, I think, in this town. But I also had my family, and my my wife uh, and I moved up here together to LA, and did grad school together, and then we started having kids, and now we have two boys, and so, uh, which adds its own interesting challenges to being an actor. But uh, but it's also a great support system, and it, and it really uh, it makes you realize what's what's truly important mm -hmm. while you're pursuing this dream. I mean, I mean, you talk talk about family, and I know that since since the pandemic, a lot of things have changed, and the audition process has has, has changed a lot. With self tapes being, 
the you know the number one choice for all auditions and ho- hopefully it will gradually go back i mean which one do you prefer to do uh, do you prefer self tapes or do you prefer being in that room with the producers feeling that pressure um who i feel like before i would have said uh, self tapes uh because just because <laughs> uh of all the challenges like that you talked about the the stress and the mm. being in the waiting room with you know six seven sometimes more other guys that look somewhat like you and hearing their auditions in the other room and how they're doing it and it's just it's kind of it's a big uh mind mind fuck uh to be honest but uh <laughs> but um and i have gotten really used to doing uh you know self-tapes now but at the same time i i, I miss i do now now i find myself missing that that room and uh talking with other human beings and outside of my my little bubble here but uh yeah so i i, I would i i'd like a nice mix i think um mm. in the- mm. i mean auditions is an art form and it's in itself um i interviewed a wonderful gentleman called james morrison that was in um 24 and he actually did a documentary all around the audition pro, pro process on on how it is an art art form. So, so yeah. you know, it'd be nice to get back to that. But I suppose with self tapes, you can erase, re-record, erase, and you get the best possible you. Uh, but yeah. I suppose you can't gauge that reaction from the producers, and they can't say, "Can you try it another way?" Or you know, it, you've got one 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 shot, I suppose. Yeah, you do, and you really have to trust your own instincts. Um, and but I, I do, I do like the control of it, and I do feel like it, it's more, it's much more similar to what you actually do when you're on set. In that, you know, um, you can try it different ways. You're kind of your own director, obviously. Mm. Um, but it's just a different auditioning is different because you don't have the time. You only got a certain amount of time, and I guess on set it's it is similar. But you've already got the gig. Um, I think that's it, and and you can kind of imagine. At least I can. When I'm doing a self tape, I can imagine myself already having the gig. Like, hey, I'm just mm-hmm. we're just shooting the scene um, because you're in the comfort of your own home or wherever. And uh, you know, I'm usually with my wife, who's reading with me. Although the other day I I did it <laughs> myself. Um, I my wife wasn't available, and so I, I just I recorded the lines myself and acted with myself. And I mean, awesome. it's it's a creative <laughs> endeavor. You know, it's it's it is. It's all part of imagination, I guess. Anyway, what mm-hmm. we do so. Yeah, it's just more of that, but it actually worked out pretty good, surprisingly. And I have a friend who that's basically all he does, and he's a very, very successful actor. So, mm. but yeah, I don't know. I mean, what's your first, uh, what's your worst audition that you've ever had? Ooh, golly. Hmm, my worst one. I feel like I feel like I have a lot early on. Um, no, I had an audition for a show. It was like a, it was like, it was like a lead on Flash Gordon. Uh, it was like a sci-fi series. They were doing a sci-fi mm-hmm. series of Flash Gordon, and uh, and I just, I just, I was prepared, but I just, my nerves. I got in the room, and it was like for my first lead, and um, and I just like froze, and it was just like it's one of those where I'm in the middle of it, and I just, I completely dropped everything, and I could not remember. Uh, I don't even know if I could remember my name, but uh, yeah, and so. Yeah, and then you're in front of, and that was in front of like the producers. I think it was like the second audition or something. And I just, I was like, and I, and I, and I think I stumbled and like said, can I try that again? And I did it again, and it like happened again, and I just couldn't get out of my head at that point. Mm-hmm. And I basically just apologized and, and walked out. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean those those sorts of experiences they they haunt you for the rest of your days. Mm-hmm. 
uh, unfortunately, like I feel like those those ones <laughs> stick with you even more than the good ones do. I I think that's pretty much all of us with life and mistakes we make, unfortunately. But, but I yeah. mean, do you do you, do you feel that the more parts that you've 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 taken makes that audition process a bit easier because obviously potential produce producers and casting directors obviously know your strengths. I I think so. I mean, I think also that's just age and, and becoming more comfortable with who I am and, and confident in who I am. And, um, you know, I, I, it, so much of it early on too was, uh, and especially when my kids were younger, uh, even now, I guess too, but, uh, I'm in a better place for sure. But, um, having that hotel job, like I said, and, and, and really needing the money too. I mean, mm. you try to go in there, like Ryan Cranston says, and just treat it as a, as an acting exercise. Right. And, and that's what you want to do. Just kind of show them what you can do. But when you've got all this financial pressure and, and on your shoulders too, to, to like, you know, I, I don't want to, in two months I'll run out of money and I don't want to have to move from LA and, and all of my dreams over and, and yeah, I got to feed my kids and all this stuff. So, um yeah all that pressure comes in as well um but I, now i can't even remember the uh your initial question <laughs> <laughs> it is it is fine what i was was yeah. going to ask is has has your approach to uh oh, the yes. job of acting changed since you've had kids compared to before uh, well it, it definitely changed once i had uh, yeah once i had my first uh kid my wife uh, stayed home with our boys which is what we wanted and um that's what she wanted and and uh, and so yeah with that comes pressure and so yeah i did find that i i really had to do an acting job on myself um to get out of my head and get out of that pressure cooker yeah. that i was feeling of making money and i just i just was yeah so so that definitely changed that sense of responsibility um and I, I have a lot of friends that, you know, that at the time were actors and didn't have kids. And, you know, it's a different thing. You know, you can kind of go to classes and do this and that. And and, uh, and it's not as much of a, a big deal. But, yeah, you feel that weight on your shoulders with, with kids. And, and there was also a part of me that was like, what am I doing? I'm doing make-believe <laughs> for a living. And, and uh, you know, so there's that, too. And it's – but um, – yeah, but I do feel like yes. Uh, to your initial question, I, the the process has gotten easier for me over time as I've become more comfortable and as you know people have gotten to know my work, and uh, it's that's definitely been been nice to to be a little bit more relaxed in the room for sure. I suppose one positive as well as, as having kids because I've got two two little girls myself, uh, one three and one nearly eight. Uh, is is a job of a parent is to make memories for them and you are making memories that are going to last a lifetime because when they're older and old enough to watch some of the stuff that you've been in it's going to be fantastic yeah. it really is <laughs> well they're going to have to be a way older for some of it um yeah yeah no it's it's true <laughs> it's it, that that part is fun and i and i and i do think i i want them to grow up thinking like um that they can do what they what they have a passion for as well, and and that was part of it too. I um, I wanted to succeed so that, uh, that I could kind of set an example for them that this is you know you follow your dreams and, and you can do it, and you work hard and all this stuff. And and uh, yeah, luckily I'm I'm at a position now where I'm I am having success, and 
and I've been getting these sh- these great shows and and so now it's like it's just the gravy on top, you know. Mm. Before it was it was about trying not to be show them I was too stressed out or let let that affect my mood when I was with them when I'm trying to make memories with them at school or dropping them off or going to the park or whatever it was playing video games uh, with them, but try not to be stressed and upset and letting it let it affect me. That was that mm. was the challenge. And now it's it's yeah, it's gravy. So it's just fun. Um, to enjoy this now. And I think part of that, again, is struggling for so long as an actor. And I, I came to LA a little late too. I mean, I was, I was almost 30 by the time I finished grad school and came up to LA. So, um, oh, oh my goodness, Brian. <laughs> we, uh, we are in COVID times and uh, okay. they're coming to test me for my current show because I'm in LA, but I'm going back up to Vancouver and they have to test me really quick. I mean, hey, it's, That's I'm, fine. I'm so scared to do this. They, they were supposed to show fine. up later. Showed up early. Okay. Yep. I'll be right back. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, this. yeah. That's fine. I can edit it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Do you know what? Do you know what? I was in. I, I was interviewing someone from Snowpiercer, and they had put all the yeah. cast in in like an apartment complex, and they had the police come and check up to make sure they was in that hotel room. Um, yep. And as halfway through the interview, he actually took the laptop he was um, you you using to the door, <laughs> and I was saying hello hello to the police police officer. But it's mad times. <laughs> but. But um, but you know it. You've got to be safe, haven't you? Yeah. You know, no, and it's, it's yeah. It's it's become just normal for me, unfortunately. But but yeah, I, I scheduled this interview and just in the right amount of time. But they came, I think, an hour early. So did they? Uh, <laughs> the way it goes. Sorry, sorry about that. But yeah, yeah. They did. They visited our house quite a few times uh, in in Vancouver when we were up there just to mm. check. So they're very thorough. <laughs> but you know what? Success uh, that you're ha- you're having. You're like Mr. Netflix. You really are. You, you know the amount of parts and the show shows that you do are all fantastic, literally. And let's talk about the one that's coming out on the twenty fourth of September, which is Midnight Mass from the creator of Mike Flanagan, who we all know uh, created Haunting on Hill House. I've got to say it right, and Haunting of Blind Manor. Uh, awesome shows, and um, he said in a recent interview that this is his best work so far midnight mass so if you could tell me if you can anything about yeah. who you play and you know what the show's about well <laughs> the problem is is that i i, I play a man uh, because you can see this from my instagram but i play a, a, a man with a large beard that's for sure and uh long hair i i am so it's an island community um mm-hmm. and i unfortunately can't say too much because they haven't They've talked about other people's characters, but they have not uh, talked about mine yet, for whatever reason. Um, 
but it's a small island community off the coast and you don't really know exactly where it is but uh it's uh based on a, a real island i think off of uh, virginia i believe or yeah but it's just a small island community and it's a religious community but it's a community that has uh, uh suffered over the years and uh uh recently i guess in the last i think 10 15 years um been really tough on the island and it's a small population and and uh basically they're uh their Catholic priest goes missing, uh, sort of, and uh, and then a young younger priest shows up, and all this creepy shit starts happening. So, um, yeah. So <laughs> I have to leave it at that. Do, but, do you know uh, what? It's 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 one it's one of those secret things. I mean, the 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 trailer itself literally leaves you thinking, "What the hell?" You know? Yeah. Who? You know what's what's going on and. I cannot wait. I really can't. I mean, do you, do you do you think they've done all this on purpose in the way of not putting character names on IMDb and and you know not letting too much out of the bag? I mean, <laughs> that's that's above my my pay grade, I guess. But uh, I don't. I guess I, I assume so. I don't really know why they've released some some, some people's characters' names and, <laughs> and not others. Um, but yeah. I, I know they have a strategy. They've got some sort of a formula at Netflix always, I think. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so the, I'm sure it'll, it'll come out at some point, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. It's, it's a, it's a really, really wonderful show. Um, and it's, uh, I, I'm just really, really proud of it. So, yeah. And what was it like filming? Because apparently it was, it was filmed during the height of the pandemic. Um, uh, you know, what was that, that, that like being on, on a set with that amount of restrictions? I, well, at first it was it was slightly jarring, um, to be honest. Well, we got up there. The, the crazy thing about it was, we got up there in February of 2020, and um, we were getting ready to get going. I was up there, I think, for two or three weeks, and we were just days away from shooting. We had actually just had a, a table read where we read all seven episodes, uh, and we had gotten to know each other really well. And we were shooting in, I think, two or three days. And that's when they were like, you guys are going home. And, uh, and so starting with that, luck, I mean, I, I'm grateful for that, though, because we got to really hear everybody else's uh, takes on the character and get to know each other as a because it is a tight knit community. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and then and then we all came back in in July, August and started shooting it again. And uh, we had that time to just kind of uh, just sit with it and kind of uh, let it let it simmer for a long time inside of us, uh, you know, our characters and whatnot and everything. And I think by the time we got up there in August to start shooting, it was just, uh, we all just kind of really knew who we were. Uh, although the, the restrictions were, were, were a little crazy, the, the, the constant testing, the mask, mm -hmm. the face shields to begin with, it was, it was very crazy. It was crazy because you couldn't eat together anymore. So you go back to your trailer and eat by yourself and, uh, it was it was different for sure, but you know, part of doing all that stuff made us even closer. I feel like we were in this kind of all the all in this together, and it brought us even closer because we had this little like creative bubble that we were part of um, with Mike and and Trevor, the producers, and and everybody. Uh, so that was actually it ended up being beautiful. My family came up with me because of the pandemic. Uh, even though my uh, oldest was in school, he was able to do Zoom school from up there and. So all that was was really wonderful. So and and uh, yeah, but yeah, it, it got the testing, the nose swabs, uh, all got to be a little bit much. 
Mm. I mean, when you was at that table read in Feb- February and you read yeah. through it, what was your first reaction to what you was reading? Because Mike's got an absolutely amazing creative mind. I mean, what were your first impressions of the show? Without well, give, giving anything away, of course. <laughs> of, of course. I, uh, um, well, to start with, I just I, I love Mike's writing. I love it. And I, and I had read the scripts ahead of time. We had had access to them before the table read and but then to hear um this wonderful cast uh, some of whom i knew and some of whom i didn't uh, already so i i i get to hear their voices in the room and i mean it was a long that was a long table read uh but yeah it was it was just magical and to hear his words uh, said in the, to, to see uh hamish linklater um who i've always admired as an actor um and who i saw play hamlet years and years ago and loved Mm -hmm. um to see him play uh you know play his character and and everybody it was everybody zach guilford who i loved on friday night lights and then you know even my friends who i knew from the show that also just to see their work and get to see what, what they're doing with obviously it's not a finished product but it was just beautiful and and i like i say i i already loved mike's writing and and then to see it brought to life in that way um and then I just barely watched the series as well. And so then you see the, the finished product and it just makes you want to, you know, tear up just seeing, seeing it. And just knowing what we all went through together as well. It was a, it was a special, special experience. And uh, it was, a, it was a, a project that was very uh, close to Mike. And it, it was his baby, really. And we, were, we took great care with it um, because we knew how important it was to him. And... Uh, and yeah, I just think the product is, is is really really beautiful. So I'm excited for everybody else to see to see it. So you've actually watched it then? You've actually seen the finish finish article? Yes. Yeah, my wife and I watched it this this last week, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just really really great. Oh. So um, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so lucky. Do you know what? With Netflix, they're very good. I mean, I normally get early early access of shows like two months before yeah. they come out to watch uh, mm-hmm. to get ready for interviews. But they just turned around and said, sorry, we haven't got it available. It's not being released yeah. early. And it's like, oh, you know. But yeah. I, I, I'm sure with, with Mike, he's got a pedigree of of delivering just just some amazing characters, amazing storylines. I mean, how would you compare this show to, you know, Bly Manor and, what? you know, and, and well, the, the other shows? I, Is it quite different or will will it surprise us? I think it is quite different. It's going to surprise you in different ways. I um, I think uh, this one it would be similar to Hill House because because Mike was so much so much so involved in Hill House as well, and he was mm-hmm. also involved in this. What's different about this one is that it has a very personal uh, take. Uh, it, it you know with his Catholic upbringing and whatnot. So. Um, it's very personal to him, and I and I just think it uh, it is different, no question. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think it's mm-hmm. a different sort of different sort of scary, if I can say that. So from from, uh, <laughs> from I Hill cannot House. wait. I cannot yeah. wait. And obviously, we see uh, quite a few uh, familiar faces uh, from Mike's previous shows, like Henry Thomas yeah. and Rahul. Uh, yeah. I mean, what 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 was it like working with them? And did you gel especially to any one of them? I mean, obviously, you said the pandemic, you had to split ways, but but yeah. you know, um, you know, I we we all bonded so much. Uh, Raul is 
is great and wonderful and we're friends now and um henry as well i i it's like we all it, we're all a family now it feels like you know we've been through this thing together so um to watch them work was was amazing i mean i i i was a fan of rules i was we were up there shooting actually when when bly came out and i that was the first time i had seen him do anything i, I didn't watch i zombie so um but yeah i just thought his work was wonderful and then to get to see him uh, on this too was great and and henry of course um yeah, it's just, it's Henry just is able to transform, which is something I, I, I really admire. It's something I try to do as well. And I've always wanted to be a character actor, even when I first got to LA. But unfortunately, it's not until about the last four or five years that I've been able to do that. And he's really been able to do that. And he does that in this and to disappear into roles that are unlike you in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. but, you know, that are like you in, in, in ways that are kind of beneath the surface that you can connect with. And, um, but yeah, he's a one. Both of them are wonderful, wonderful actors. I I really bought it. It's tough to pick who who I got closest with, but uh, yeah, everybody really. And, and Robert Longstreet, who is one of Mike's um, uh, actors as well, was in Hill House, and uh, he is just the best. And I, I just I think he's it's just the best dude. And I, I love being around him. And I love seeing him work. And uh, yeah, so I could go down the list, uh, Annabeth Gish and everybody. It's but yeah, and Kate Siegel, who's a friend. And I mean, I don't know. But yeah, I, I would say, again, it's it was this bonding moment for all of us. And, and we could only we could hang out with each other. That was part of it, too, because we couldn't go outside of our bubble, because we were all mm -hmm. being tested. So it was safe. And so that was, you know, that's who we hung out with. And so, yeah, magical is the word i mean it, I do we know if we're gonna get a second season or is this just like a limit a limited series that or are you, you can't say or am um, i just trying no, to I, get well, stuff out i <laughs> i'm not i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say okay yeah okay yeah okay that is fine so the 24th of sep september uh, I, i'm sure millions are going to be watching uh, midnight mass um but before we go i just wanted to uh, talk to you about Al altered carbon because yeah. for me i was so impressed to see you know you as an individual doing that accent that russian accent i mean how difficult was that to do because you know you are completely polar opposites talking to you right now to your character on altered carbon obviously <laughs> You know, you had a skinhead and a, a longer beard, but but what yeah. sort of work went into your character? Because that Russian accent was amazing. Well, yeah, thank you. First off, I I um I had a dialect coach. Um, you know, that there was a lot of work that went into, it, but it was fun. It was it didn't feel like work. Um, that was the first time, honestly, Altered Carbon was the first time that I was like I was talking about becoming a character actor and something I always wanted to do. That was the first time I actually had the chance to do that in this town, and mm -hmm. uh, and I, I got to just transform, and uh, and I mean the audition was just the best, even though it was the hardest audition I've ever done, um, because essentially yeah you go from I had three different scenes for that audition, and uh, three playing three different characters, because of the nature of the show and how you can change people's stacks and take the stack out and put it in a different sleeve. And, and so uh, my sleeve was obviously the same the whole time, but my stack got changed. So to go mm -hmm. from playing like a, a neo-Nazi gangbanger to a um, Mexican abuela uh, to, a, to a Russian uh, assassin or mobster dude, 
uh, was the best. It was the best. But uh, yeah, there was some dialect work. I, I, I added about 15 pounds of uh, mostly muscle, a little bit of fat. But, uh, um, but yeah, I got bigger and I um, shaved my head for it. They would tattoo all over, as you saw. And it was just fun to transform every day and to go play. It really felt like play um, because I just could go and use my imagination and, and, and pretend and become these characters. And I um, the, the, the Mexican abuela was really close to my heart because I, I lived in Mexico when I was younger and, uh, I knew a lot of ladies like that. And I, I spoke Spanish, uh, I, I still speak Spanish pretty well. And so, um, yeah, that was, that was, that was great, you know, to play someone mm-hmm. of the opposite sex, a different race, uh, you know, and you don't get those opportunities. I don't even, um, because of the nature of that show, it was, it afforded me that, that opportunity, but I, I, I don't foresee myself having that opportunity again, but, uh, um, but it was just fun. It was really, really fun, but a lot of hard work. But like I said, it was, it didn't feel like work at all. So. And did you ever come home, um, dressed like that character? <laughs> what did your well, wife think? so I, they wouldn't let me leave they they wouldn't let me leave with the tattoos i had to get them taken off every day but i i um i have my oh man i wish i had it with me my driver's license i had to when i came home uh, to la um because we actually shot that in vancouver as well i came home and uh, i had to go to the dmv for something else and they and they were like oh we need a new photo from you anyway and i was like well i I don't know. I, this is not, not my normal look. And they're like, it's okay. And so I still have my, my driver's license and I'm completely bald and I have this huge beard and, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, (laughs) I didn't, I didn't ever, and that's another thing is I I didn't ever take it really take it home, but, um, because I was up in Vancouver, I guess. And by the time I got to LA, um, you know, all that stuff had been washed off for me and stuff. (laughs) It was just fun. It was just the best. Um, that was a great experience to be honest. So, well yeah i mean the, the thing is that that i mean what other show can you play three different parts in one show um yeah. <clears throat> and i've got to say it's one of the best shows i've ever seen on netflix um i wasn't a massive fan of the season two uh season one for me yeah. i thought was abs- absolutely amazing season one i just found really uh see season two i found really hard to follow um but season one, I just thought was fantastic. So well acted. Um, visual, visual effects were amazing. The sets were amazing. Uh, they oh obviously God. put some money into that. Um, I mean, have, have, have you kept anything from any of your shows? Any costumes well, or mementos? Or? I, should, I should have kept, tried to keep some stuff from Altered Carbon. I, I, didn't, I didn't. I wasn't at that level of confidence, I think, to where I could ask. Um, <laughs> I should have. But uh, I have kept stuff since, um, in the, the years since. A uh, couple of things from Narcos, Mexico, and um, just little things. And then and then uh, on Midnight Mass, I, I took some of my favorite costume pieces. Um, is you know, my work boots. That's oh. as much as... <laughs> um, my, my work and work boots um yeah so i, I took a few things uh and that's uh, you know things that meant meant something to me and uh, but yeah and i'll I do the same on on the, on the midnight club which i'm working on right now yeah and you're up. with uh, a familiar face from uh, midnight mass as well is it zach that's in zach's in it and, well? and sam yeah. Oh, Samantha Sloyan, who uh, is, a, is a friend of mine too, and she is she's going to knock your socks off. Both of them, 
will knock your socks off in midnight mass. That's that's a definite. But uh, they're amazing and just wonderful yeah. people. Yeah. So I, I am working with them again, and then also a, t- a couple of the kids from Midnight Mass are on the Midnight Club as well. Anara, mm-hmm. Simone, and Igby Rigney. So and they're and they're. And the best. do we know when that's coming out? Because uh, it's a great story. It's about um, you know term term terminally ill patients that 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 gather at night at midnight yeah. and tell scary stories that's the description that i've 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 read yeah. uh do we know when that's that's coming to our screens it will be next year i i don't know exactly when um but it will be next year and uh it's gonna be great it's gonna be really really cool um and it's based on uh on christopher pike's novel um and i i never read christopher pike but i have friends that were obsessed with him and uh and yeah, they're they're really really excited about this, and I, I think, but you don't have to be a Christopher Pike fan necessarily or reader to 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 really enjoy this. It's gonna be it's gonna be scary and it's gonna be fun, and and yeah, I think it's gonna be a, a big hit for Netflix. So, and another Netflix show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, <laughs> it's another it's another Mike show, and he he has a contract with Netflix, and and I apparently have a contract uh, contract with Netflix as well. I don't know about that contract. I haven't signed anything, but uh, yeah, I feel like I've only worked for Netflix for the last, uh, I don't know, since about 2017, I don't know, mm. somewhere around there. But they are so, producing some yeah. amazing films. Um, you know, I, I watched uh, Sweet Girl last night with Jason Momoa. thought that was a fantastic film. Um, yeah. But Midnight Mass, 24th of September. Matt, you've been a great guest. I'll let you get on with your day with your lovely family after your <laughs> COVID test there in, in the middle. I mean, why not? COVID, I guess, yeah. It's crazy yeah. times. But yeah, yeah, thank you, Brian. I appreciate you having me on. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. You've been listening to Be More Super, the podcast. It was kind of a crazy, fun experience. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your super friends. In my world, it means hope.